Lounge for sale. Lounge, lounge. Lounge for sale. Lounge, lounge. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Friend. This is her friend. Oh, man. I've been demoted. I was boyfriend, and now I'm a friend. Lounge tester. Welcome back. I make it sound really good. Okay, so I brought you here today to ask you some very specific questions. Beth is a conversationalist. She likes to conversate to start off the kickoff podcast number 51. What is Trump doing right? Right or right now? What is Trump doing the correct way? Now. Right now, he's probably tweeting. It's too late in the day for him to be tweeting. He tweets at like 2 a.m. What do you think he does during the middle of the day? Do you think he has like a a hamburger? Do you think he has a sandwich? It's like, it's dinner time. It'd be 6 o'clock on the East Coast. Trump makes sure he gets his daily hamburger. Delivered to him by the hamburglar. By the hamburglar. Let's see. So people are alleging that there is a fake Melania. And why do you think, what would be the purpose of a fake Melania? Well, if you'd been married to him that long, wouldn't you not want to show up to these events too? <laughs> I guess this has been going on since 2017. It's been a, a long-standing conspiracy. Oh, really? See, this is the first time I've heard, I'm hearing time? about it. Oh, the first time, huh? Have you seen the photos? I've seen a glimpse of it. It was like some clickbait stuff just for a split second. But I was like, this is just some made up. Now, when you looked at the photos yourself, did you think that uh, these photos were actually from an event that Melania Trump was at or the alleged Melania Trump was at? Or do you think these photos may have arose from some Photoshop somewhere? So you think somebody doctored the photos after the fact? I think so. That is my implication. What about the ones that came from the news, like the news media? I didn't hear about the fake Melania from the news. You didn't hear about the fake Melania from the fake news media? <laughs> I set you up for that one. Well, they they had those ones when he was visiting Alabama after the tornado. Oh, you said Alabama disaster, and I immediately thought of Roy Moore. Who's Roy Moore? Oh, Roy Moore is the guy who... Uh, he was 35 years old, prosecuting district attorney, and he was looking at 14-year-olds in the mall trying to get them to to go with him in his car and all of Trump's base rallied around Roy Moore and Roy Moore was famous he, got, he first got on the news uh, for wearing the cowboy hat and had, he, he brought a gun and he rode in on a horse uh, to vote for himself <laughs> I remember that now did he win? Roy Moore did not win but it was so close and I remember uh, seeing that a lot of liberals showed that it was like a 49 point something percent for Roy Moore. It was so close. It was it was literally down to the line. The people that ended up voting, uh, the people that decided they wouldn't stay home, they wouldn't sit this one out, went out and actually made a big difference. Roy Moore did not win that one. And liberals had a field day. Stephen Colbert was giggling. Bill Maher, who's actually on tonight. I'm excited. He's giving an eye roll. We're, we haven't done the video podcast, but if you saw... Beth Lee right now, she's doing the, the biggest eye roll that the earth just reversed its circulation. He's just not funny. He's It's the same joke over and over again. And he and he has like the biggest, you know, he thinks that he's he's the funniest guy in the world. And, you know. You think he's got like an ego? You think he's got like an ego? <laughs> I think he has an ego. I think so. Like he knows it all and he's he's confident. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, Trump's a dickhead. He's an orangutan. His dad's an orangutan. Well, he does bring up that he's orange quite a bit. He's orange. So currently in North Korea, Donald Trump has met with Kim Jong-un for a second time. And Trump made it out to be that he walked away from the negotiating table. What do you think about that? Do you think that he actually walked away? Or do you think that it's impossible to negotiate with a dictator? Or do you think maybe Trump got more than he promised? I don't think we have the whole story. That's why I didn't want to talk about North Korea. I'm like, I don't know. I'd have to do a lot of research. Beth, is there any real reason to build the wall? A real reason. <laughs> That's all, folks. Well, I'm glad you asked, Larry. There's several reasons to build a wall. Larry? It's friendly. It's like, you know, you're in the garage. You're hanging out with your buddy Larry, who, who wears overalls, and he's got a name tag. and a rag hanging out of his po- back pocket. You know, you can trust him to fix your car, and... And uh, help you move shit. Can you think of one good reason to put five point whatever billion dollars into building a wall? Well, it boosts the economy. All that construction. 
Well, that's true. You got to pay the construction workers. That came to mind. Unless we outsource it. Well, who would we outsource it to? Mexico. That's awful, yeah. That's okay. Hey, free-flowing flat. It could produce 3,000 strapping Mexican men with a summer... You know that the Mexican men are my type. I heard, I heard. And they're strapping and they're oily and they're, their pectoral muscles are... Yeah. I'm doing like that dun, 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 the pectoral dance. Dum, I don't know. Dum, you you, you got to think about a wall, you know, is, I mean, if you're going to advocate for the wall, there's there's different things. You know, you could process people faster, get them in, into the country because you got, you got people there. Very stern looking at me right now. Howard Stern's looking at you? No, you're looking at me stern. I'm trying to I'm adjust the microphone to, to, to sound good. This is a very sensitive microphone. And it's, it's such a small margin where this is too far away and this is too close. Yeah, see, this is too close, but right here, this is a sweet spot. So you want to keep it about six inches from your face. <laughs> <laughs> and you know my six inches is kind of like... <laughs> you can't say six inches and not make me laugh. <laughs> six inches doesn't quite do. In other news, we'll go there later. <laughs> We're going to have fun at first. I'll go to it later. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to talk about these allegations because it's funny. Even before I knew about it, after um, the person was going around uh, accusing me, uh, she also accused, accused Mo of something. He didn't tell me what it was, but he said that he quit because of her solely and independently, that she had put words into his mouth that were highly dangerous to him because he's got to maintain his citizenship here and she's construing things that he never said in a sub business lease um only if you work at one that's not inside another business that's being leased but starbucks has like costco has the best perks of working for them um, they pay for your education you get free coffee uh, i think you get to take it's either a month or a quarter you get to take bags of coffee home with you which is cool i didn't have a problem with that i was like that sounds like a good thing getting addicted to working there that's their plan so you have to come to work that is scary the way you said that but i don't think so i don't think there's any they brainwashed you maybe <laughs> Starbucks, where we brainwash our baristas to serve you better. Okay, so, and the final question is, is there any real reason to build Donald Trump's wall along the border of America? You know, I'm offended by that loaded question. What are the reasons <laughs> to build the wall? <laughs> yeah, but if there are any reasons, then you could answer. You could be like, yeah, there are some damn reasons. Well, I mean... Personally, I wouldn't agree with the wall, but if you're going to argue about being pro-wall, you know, it's got the boost to the economy. All those building materials, somebody's got to make them. If it's truly American source, then you'd really income from building a wall. It's going to be like, what, 16 feet high and 80 feet deep and let's go underground. That's a massive infrastructure project that's going to require quite a bit of people, depending on who builds it and who gets the contracts. I hear you. I hear you. And, and those contracts are going to be mega millions and... Unlike Trump at the end where he doesn't pay anybody, when the people finally did get paid, that would boost the economy, as you previously stated. Do you think it'll stop drugs from coming in and all the crime that he says? You know what? If you get down to the nitty gritty, I would say that it could. And if you did, if you did some kind of scientific research in the back of a strip club and asked them how many... <laughs> How much coke is coming in? If you use common sense, the most animate people that are against a wall even have to admit having the wall there definitely should at least slow down people from coming in. They got to dig under or go over. That'll take some time. Got to get out the grappling hooks. Yeah, and you know, those memes that show like a ladder going over the wall kind of show that it can be penetrated. <laughs> Like it could, you know, like you put up a, a $5 billion wall and then someone pulls out a six-inch ladder. <laughs> so the wall is basically just a big condom for the United States? It's, you know what? And and that was the allegations made by the Democrats is that the wall would be an erected statue. 
something that would stand. <laughs> something that would stand for Trump, uh, maybe forever, because it would be like a monument to Donald Trump. And people would point at it and say, that is something Donald Trump erected. <laughs> you really think that that would last forever? I mean, the Berlin Wall didn't last forever. That came down pretty quick. As I was saying that, I was thinking about the Berlin Wall. You can buy pieces of the Berlin Wall on eBay. Would you put that up in your house, a piece of the Berlin Wall? I had a chance to buy a piece of the Berlin Wall. No, you did not. Because uh, I went to Berlin, and they have little shops everywhere. And you can purchase it, but it's ridiculous. You know, it's like 15 20 bucks for a little piece. Uh, I saw the guy I went with, uh, Jake, I think he just took a piece. I remember because you can. You can just go down there and take a piece. But, um, I think I'd want, a, I'd want like a section, you know, like one of those cool painted parts because that could be art and you'd like stick it in the garden. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, because it's one of those political art statements. And Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall before Donald Trump gets any ideas of building his own. Is that where they said he was a donut? Wasn't it Kennedy who said he was a donut? A donut? A donut? What's a donut? A donut. I don't know what a donut is. <laughs> it's a pastry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Is Trump right to say that airplanes are too complex? No. What is the best part of being a pilot? Well, if I was a dude, I'd probably say all the girls and all the sex. Isn't that why guys become pilots? To get the ladies. So, but as a girl, what is your best part of being a pilot? I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> but yo, why should we send women to space? They get up there. They get all moody. They start pushing buttons. They just had the first woman, all-woman spacewalk. How is that? What do you think about all that? What do I think about all that? What is this, a man on the street interview? How is that controversial? <laughs> you know, you got two women up there. Why can't they go walking? It's like taking out the trash. I can take out the trash. You can take out the trash. Speaking of which, the trash really should go out. Oh, man. Is this, this podcast has turned into errand hour. Errand hour. Do we want a robot piloting planes? Do you want a robot piloting planes? No. I want a burly strapping man grabbing onto the yoke. <laughs> That's what you want? You don't want two hot chicks flying the plane? We're having a little bit of difficulty in the front. Can a man... Please come up here and help us out. You know, if somebody talked like that, I sure as hell wouldn't be trusting in their abilities to pilot an aircraft. But if you come out with somebody that can add some confidence in their voice. I don't know if it's relevant to still talk about MJ and um, who else? R. Kelly. Thousands of others. I mean, every artist has probably got something. Or is it because they have these things before they became famous? Or was it like after they became famous? That's a good question, you know? The correlation I see between Michael Jackson and... Robert Kelly is that both of them were abuse victims when they were young. Was R. Kelly? I didn't know. Yeah, R. Kelly was. That was part of the thing is Gail. That was that was part of the, you know, three quarters in the interview, Gail King asked R. Kelly, he's, she said, hey, do you think any of your abuse from when you were younger contributed to how you abuse women on a daily basis? And he said, yo, yo, I don't want to really want to talk about that. I won't get into that right now. <laughs> it probably does have something to do with it because I think that's one of the the, the reasons that people try to say why they've done things to other people is because that that's what they were taught when they were younger so that's what they know so they were never taught a healthy way to i don't know express their emotions or or deal with things but whether or not that excuses their behavior is a different question to respond to that statement you just made is you're absolutely correct do those things contribute to how someone acts and conducts themselves and what would motivate someone to hold people captive the way R. Kelly is alleged to have done. I don't know. You know, something's got to be twisted or, but, you know, did they, are they being held captive? Do we know for sure? Is there enough evidence? Are there witnesses? Yeah. And R. Kelly's got some attorneys representing him and uh, the average man would not be able to hire these high-end attorneys that have won high-profile cases. What was that one? He's got an attorney right now that, that got someone off. You know, it was like it was like the Casey Anthony thing, but the attorney, it's not Jose Baez. 
oh, it was supposed to be Jose Baez. Oh. Remember when it when this all came out in February, um, Jose Baez was supposed to be the attorney, but he ended up not being the guy. They went with somebody else. Saturday Night Live made reference to the fact that uh, Michael Cohen would only represent somebody if there was two things, if they Definitely did the crime. And number two, if it was Donald Trump. That's crazy. What is their rate per hour? Like, when you get to be that famous of a lawyer, how much do you charge? That was what infuriated me about watching the ESPN interview, O.J. Simpson, because they worked feverishly. Like I thought it was interesting how they got him off. For example, uh, Kardashian got him off. They all got him off. And after all that, after the obviousness of the fact that O.J. committed the crime... They got him off, and then OJ never paid them. And I was like, at the edge of my seat, I was like, are you kidding me? Not only should you have paid them, but you should have paid them double. I thought that was the whole thing, is that he never paid them. Because that's the rest of your life in prison, and they got you off, and you're playing golf the next week. It was the biggest hunk of meat I've seen in my entire life, and he had it on his shoulder, and he was using all his weight to pull it in shoulder beef or something maybe it's like half a bison be a boxer and he's just you know in there in the freezer boxing the meat it's the eye of the tiger it's the thrill of the meat it's going back to the r kelly thing so r kelly was animate about doing the interview and controlling the interview as far as gail king had to kind of react to his outbursts of anger she didn't really react though she was just kind of like eh this guy's annoying, but like, whatever, you know, she was just, she was super patient and I think she was just trying to get as much as she could out of him. And it's hard to, to interview somebody when you're talking to a, somebody that is so jaded, not necessarily jaded, but like so defensive, like he was and just kind of all over the place. He was bouncing back and forth. <clears throat> he was alternating between crying and screaming. And it, that's a very difficult person to interview because they're trying to create a story that that they want you to see, but you 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 can't lead the story. You can't guide the interview along. Is it was the highest level of passive aggressive? Well, for lack of a better word, she was she had to use every strength in her body to relax and look at him and say Robert. And she explained on the Oprah, or on one of the late night show. I think it was Colbert. She explained that when you say someone's first name Beth, they calm down. It's just a calming reaction. Yeah, she was very motherly towards him. Like, she'd put her hand on his knee and be like, Robert, just, you know, calm down, this and that. It was kind of, she was very soothing and just trying to get him, because her goal is to get him to talk. Yeah. So if he's if he's screaming or walking away, she can't get an interview. So her goal is just to kind of make him feel comfortable so that he, so that he can talk. Beth, let's hear about your experiences doing interviews. What are some people that you remember? What was your most interesting interview that you've ever done when you were living in Washington? Uh, I interviewed this guy who owned a store that did not allow baby strollers because they took up too much space and then other people couldn't shop, I guess. Really? Yeah, and it turned into a big thing because the neighborhood it was in was like, uh, I don't know, a stay-at-home mom. Well-to-do stay-at-home moms. What was his, did he want to lose like a whole bunch of his business was he just ignorant? What was the situation with him? He just didn't care. He just didn't want the strollers in there because he thought it would damage and he thought people were stealing his merchandise from the stuff. Oh, so that's why he did it. Okay. I've seen that. I've seen people do that. And when I worked at Walgreens years ago, I've seen people without a baby in there and they, they have a blanket over the top and they're putting things in there. And it's improper to ask somebody to to not bring their stroller in if it's Walgreens because nationally they you know it's known for letting strollers in but I here here in the city of Chicago I've seen people take advantage of being able to bring a stroller into a place and they steal what if the stroller has a baby dog in it not a baby but a dog a baby dog baby dog baby dog you're just a little baby dog did you make that up just right now yeah well, you got to understand, one of my influences is, my only influence is Howard Stern, and they 
they have professional quality songs and you know people doing interesting things howard stern used to be interesting i remember the only reason i listened to him is because i wanted to hear what was so controversial but as the years have gotten on he's so insular he's you know it's losing the edge there's and the surprising thing is that robin stays with howard on the show and has stayed for as long as she did i recently finally watched the movie private parts it came out in like uh, 97 but i was too young to see it 11 or something and it shows how, how it re it's the real story of how howard stern came about and he had a couple failures and he was picked on and he kept fighting through it all and he went to go do his own radio show after his popularity picked up and robin showed up and she was with with him from the start and the biggest hurdle was when howard stern got picked up at nbc uh they decided they wanted the radio station wanted to get rid of robin he didn't stand up for her he let it happen she was infuriated because they were friends and that was the spiel that's what put him on the map is letting robin in there and letting them converse. Yeah, that's kind of a dick move. Not to stand up for somebody who's been with you since the beginning. In the end, if you want to be famous, you're going to do whatever you want to do. Whatever you have to do in order to get to the top. If you're that motivated. So I can see from his perspective why he'd be like, Yeah, this is my chance. I'm going to cut loose. But at the same time, without her, he might not have been as successful. I hear you. I hear you. I was going to get into the MJ thing, but I, I haven't had time to really collect my thoughts other than the fact that I wholeheartedly believe these guys, wholeheartedly, without a shadow of a doubt, and that's not really good to say. You're supposed to have one little bit of doubt with everything you do, as we're taught in business ethics class. I think that these two boys that went on the Michael Jackson special that came out right before the spring here shows that these men were attacked, and they didn't know they were attacked. They didn't even know they were victims until very recently, and... They probably have a tremendous amount of guilt that they didn't put this guy behind bars because they thought they were, the boys were groomed. They were produced to think that Michael was their friend or even more. The secret was that this is how people showed love for one another. A grown man to be touching on these boys. They don't know right from wrong. The two things that the boys had in common is that their fathers were not active in their lives. So they weren't. the fathers weren't able to jump in and say, Hey, maybe the boys shouldn't be sleeping in bed for months with this random 38-year-old man or whatever it was. So you're saying that's just the father's responsibility? And why isn't the mother's responsibility to do that? Or another person's responsibility not to touch little boys? God damn, you went for old Jerry Springer on me. Why? I didn't ask you who the who the mother of the baby was. You added the word just to my mouth. I said just. It's just the responsibility of the fathers. <laughs> that's what you were making it sound like. Am I putting words uh, in your mouth? I'm trying to add as much as I know about the situation to this conversation. It's really hard. It's really hard to understand. Um, the, the hardest thing to understand is why these young men didn't testify against Michael Jackson when they should have. They were victims. When you're, when you're abused and you're groomed that long, in those cases, it's it, you're just taught one thing, especially so young. So they didn't know that... Like you said, they didn't know that they were victims until later, and that's right. And it, it's just hard. You do you really want to tell everybody that that happened to you? You know, do you want to admit to that? And like they said in one of the interviews, they still felt a deep amount of of love for him. You know, they still felt some emotional attachment to him, even though they didn't always um, make each make him feel good. You know, so can you? Uh... I know you told me already a couple days ago, but you made a, a good point that, can, can you please tell me the point you made again that not only Michael made this music and that for the fact that they were pulling it from the airwaves, pulling from Spotify, pulling off SoundCloud, which is moneymaker for the people involved in the industry that that hold the rights to the music. Uh, what What were your comments again? Well, it's like the Roseanne thing. Remember how Roseanne made that Twitter? It was the Ambien that made me do it. And so then they canceled her show. But it's kind of like, well, what about everybody else that works on the show? You know, even though it's under her name, she's not the only one who's making money off of this. You've got all the, the actors and the producers and directors and writers. It's yeah. the same thing. Not all of Michael Jackson's music was just Michael Jackson. You know, you had his producers and artists and mixers and... 
um, all of his promoters and his agents, and you have a whole team of people working to sell one album, one song that just kind of filters down all the way. So if we pull that, you know, what about all those other people that are being supported by that music, even though he's, you know, not the world's greatest dude anymore, allegedly, then... <laughs> Stephen Colbert, allegedly. <laughs> Collusion never took place, allegedly. <laughs> you just, does that mean we shouldn't support it? But what if it's great? You know, what if it's good art? What about all the works of art that have ever been created, whether it's a painting or a sculpture or music, just because they did something that wasn't socially acceptable? Should we not like that art? So, we're going to play a record by Michael Jackson, Pre-Molestation. <laughs> Here we go. This is Billie Jean. We're not going to play any of the music after the molestation, though, because that would be unusual. Then you'd have to go way back to, like, the Jackson 5. Oh, damn. So what were your thoughts when Michael Jackson died? Everybody seems to say they knew where they were. Do you happen to know where you were when Michael Jackson died? No, I really didn't care. I didn't really know his music that much, so I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, I enjoy it, but it's like, it's not my favorite. Really? Yeah, I've never really... It's okay. So I'm going to put Billy Jean on, and I'm going to see if you dance. Ed, put it on. <laughs> like Johnny Carson, Ed, remember? Ed's guy from Johnny Carson. Did you watch Johnny Carson, too? Oh, man, Johnny Carson. I, I love the late-night shows. I hate all the all the politics behind it. I try to get a idea of what's happening and 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 uh, where our society is coming to. It does frustrate me when the politically correct people put comedy in jeopardy because somebody says something that somebody twists around and misconstrues. Well, I do remember from Beth's home state, there was a witch trial against... Al Franken. It looked like he was putting his hands up. She had a vest on. Democrats threw him under the bus before an investigation. There was no innocent and no proven guilty. It was, oh no, one of ours did something. Let's remove him. And Al Franken was interesting. Al Franken used to add some spice to Bill Maher's show. Al Franken used to be on Saturday Night Live and he used to have great skits. Well, do you really think that, I mean, the Democrats at that point, they just had to cut loose. They just didn't want any bad publicity because they're already bringing this accusatory thing against everyone else. It's one of your own. And maybe he did, you know? Do we know the full story? So what do you think about political correctness? Do you think it's gone too far today where people have to really watch themselves for what they say? Yes, I sure do. <laughs> and and yep i do I, people are just too careful have to be too careful about what they say and everybody's offended by everything it's the same story everybody says it all over let's talk about some things you're going to write about in your book oh in my tell-all book yeah ladies and gentlemen right now at barnes and noble you can get beth's book finding my valley of joy <laughs> Oh my gosh, if I write that book, <laughs> it'd be a bestseller. <laughs> Beth Katopoulos, <laughs> Finding My Valley of Joy, on bookstores, on the shelves, right now, as we speak. Run out and get it. Well, what does your valley represent? Talk about your valley to the people. You want me to talk about my valley, live, on air. Are you sure about that? Are there any more questions on here? We'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Nestle. Nestle makes the very best. They also sponsor Beth's book. Kill me if Nestle sponsored my book. What? All the horrible things Nestle's done over the years. They were, what has Nestle done over the years? They did a thing with baby formula where it was really, they they pushed that instead of having, I think it was, instead of having women breastfeed, they said that formula was better for them so that they were dependent on the formula and then it was all these babies, I think, were getting sick or dying or something. Really? But it's not up to Nestle to dictate how people feed their babies. It's up to, to people. So Nestle, you're alleging that Nestle encouraged people not to give them all that nipple action? I think it was because it was in Africa and they were starving. So that the mothers were malnutrition as part of it. So instead of giving them you know, money and food to grow their own food... I think they pushed giving them the formula instead. Uh, I don't remember the whole story. I'd have to look it up. 
We will cite our sources on that one. Wikipedia. This next segment is brought to you by Wikipedia. 60% of half the facts are always true. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> That's like a Yogi Berra quote right there. The next segment is brought to you by Zest Soap. What is the best part of Zest Soap? Folgers in your cup. Folds in your cup. Is that what you said? No, Folgers in your cup. <laughs> the best part of waking up is sausage in your... Personally, having experienced <laughs> is not the best part of waking up. I'm not winning my sexual harassment case right now. I just gotta say that. <laughs> hey, hey, Lawrence, before we start, look at these titties I got on here. Oh, damn! <laughs> the kid at, at Panera. Did I tell you this? The kid at Panera. The no, tell me what happened at Panera. So I went into Panera to get a sandwich, and the, the kid asks asks me a question and he said do you want a quickie for 99 cents and i was like a quickie is that the special today and he's like a cookie yeah i'm like oh okay a cookie not a quickie it's safe to say that beth made some kids day the kid had no sexual experience whatsoever and it was his 18th birthday and beth just gave him an amazing experience in front of all the panera customers I don't think he got it because he just was like, yeah, a cookie. I think that's what he understood it as. And then he went and he grabbed a cookie. I can tell you for sure that he was just uh, satisfying a bet by his friends who were around the corner. And they're like, hey, double dog dare you. In fact, kids don't know what double dog dare means. What is a double dog dare? Well, it's like a normal dare, but it's doubling down on that initial dare. But what is the dog part of it? Like, what is, what is the, the link? It's a triple D. If you're triple D, you have to do it. But why is it a dog? Triple dog dare. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Maybe because if you don't do it, you have to drink out of the dog bowl. I don't think that's it, but... No. Okay. Wah, wah. We need... We need our soundboard guy. <laughs> <laughs> we need a research guy, somebody that can Google fast. Well, it, it says here that uh, hydrogen compresses at uh, 98% humidity. <laughs> <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be an interesting path to follow to trace back the, the origins of a double dog dare or a triple dog oh dare. Oh my, it wasn't just a dare. It was a double dog dare. What are the consequences if you do not do it? I mean... You're a pussy for life. A pussy for life? But what... Is that really going to last for life? I mean, your kids, you're like eight years old. Are you really going to remember past Friday? Once the weekend hits, you're, you're going to forget. Monday comes around, you're, you're not going to be a pussy anymore. How can you undo it? What would you have to do? Let's say you didn't take the dare. You're a pussy for life. How can you take back your status? So that you're no longer a pussy for life. That is something that the boys have kept under wraps for quite some time. So I can't divulge the secret. So you'd have to like touch a girl's boob or something or see her naked? Is that how it works? This podcast, we just just, uh, got the full... Do we have any evidence on uh, Lawrence as far as saying anything sexual? Uh, Yeah, refer to... (laughs) A... (laughs) What if Howard Stern passed the torch on to me? And he's like, he's like, that's the guy. I want that guy. Nobody has ever crossed over more. One show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why couldn't you just have your own show, you know, and not have to be like anybody else? Like Howard Stern is a shock jock, and he's like, like uh, someone says, you're in a game show, and you're like, oh, name someone who is crazy on a game show. You'd say, oh, Howard Stern. And from now on, they're going to say, oh, that Larry, he's off the hook. Let me tell you about Larry. I was at a Starbucks, and Larry said the word pussy. He wanted everyone to adopt a cat from the local shelter. And so I, this is what I did. Let me tell you. I walked up in there, and he said the word pussy. I am In my church, in my congregation, I do not allow the word pussy. So you don't allow cats? I don't allow any felines of any kind are you allergic to cats or are you just biased and prejudiced against cats oh i just had a a flash forward in my head we could have some fun with this i'm holding it together i'm holding it together what's your flash forward just so this could be like the thing on the show (laughs) i just do her voice i was thinking about that because your nerdy voice was pretty funny so i was like that should be a regular repeating character and then this one is funny but can you do that is that is that wrong? The nerdy voice? Not the nerdy voice. The other voice. Um, it's right after the case gets resolved. 
Well, let's not publish this for a while. I thought about that. Well, I'm going to publish it. Four minutes of silence and then 30 seconds where I say, hey, my name is Beth. <laughs> if we do about 15 more minutes, we'll have enough for an hour. I, I kind of like to keep it about an hour. Like, one hour is good. <laughs> How do I... Lifetime with that big old Moment life. without you. You don't. It's impossible once you've met me. <laughs> this moment. There's wind coming out of your mouth when you talk. Oh, you, just you specifically. Me. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> it was windy last night, that howling. Man, that was horror film howling. If you or any of your friends have if you have any of your friends uh in kentucky area i think it was uh, have made it through the bomb cyclone uh the middle point of march please let us know i'd like to get like a first-hand account i know my friend nate went through it and he's in his 70s and he said it was absolutely the craziest thing he's ever been through and he's been to korea <laughs> wait a minute korea 70s no he'd have to be in his 80s to have gone to korea well, why can't you go to Korea? I mean, you've been to, like, the Korean War? Oh, well, then, yeah. No, you wouldn't have to be that old. When was the Korean War? 50s? So he could be in his late 70s, maybe? I tell you, I made it through the bomb cyclone of 2019. It was awful. The wind blew, and I had to close the door to the Chevy. It's just a fancy name for a really bad storm. I feel like the Weather Channel is just trying to do this to get people interested in listening to their show. Did you make it through the bomb cyclone? Why, yes, I did. We had preservatives with jelly and jam, apricot, and strawberry preserve from Aunt May. I got nothing to say to that. The preserves. What else I, say? Oh, I was going to get into that a little bit. What was the other thing we watched? Oh, so there was Fire Festival. Oh, that and documentary. That documentary that we watched about the, the thing that never happened. Yeah. I had, a f- I had our friend Ryan, who's been on the podcast. He did one with me about fantasy football, since he knows way more than I do about that stuff. He said, did you hear about the Fire Festival? And I'm like, do you want to go to a festival? He said, no, don't you remember on the news when they got locked in? I'm like, oh, yeah, when those people went to the island and have a festival like no other, where you'd just be on your own on an island partying, no cops, no government, nothing. Like, just you're out there, and the best bands would perform. You know, Blink-182, huh? You could tell they were targeting like middle age, middle to older millennials with that. I can't even think of a Blink-182 song. Do you know of any? I know quite a few Blink-182. My Alien. My Alien. No? Okay, I tried. They uh, they had a good lineup and everything looked good. And... It was a fake lineup. Well, I know, but it, was, it looked good. That was the whole point. And who was that rapper? Ja Rule. Ja Rule, who uh, was last in the news, or the last in the cycle for... Um, you know, some kind of other s- scam that he was trying to run. What song did he sing again that was, I supposedly knew? Hey, Ja! Ja! <laughs> ja! So I can't do that. Yeah, our internet's down, so that brings our podcast up. So in case you're tuning in, uh, Facebook was down, Instagram, you couldn't see what people were eating. <gasps> I couldn't get at some of my other pages, too, so I couldn't do business. It was very frustrating. Pretty crazy. It went down states too i saw that it was down in new york and it was down in chicago and a couple other locations there's a terrorist attack or something that they're not telling us about you know the the thing i hear about most when i'm browsing around the internet is that there are chinese hackers there's russian hackers there's so many people that are hired by the government by their governments to go in and mess around with stuff that it makes you wonder you know because the platforms are pretty secure I'm surprised Twitter is still around. I never thought it'd be interesting. Twitter is mainly for uh, for people that have a following, celebrities. For me, I let people know when I was defecating in the local Burger King. And can you believe it? I didn't get one retweet on that. I can see that. I don't know. Twitter is cool because even though it's mostly for all those celebrities, it puts you in direct contact with those people. Like you can reach out and say something like, hey, you're awesome, you know, and then they can give you a response right away. Have they done that for you? I don't know. I haven't figured out the Twitter. (laughs) 
that was just too complicated for me. There were all those hashtags and symbols, and I could never find the beginning of the thread. So I was just like, eh, whatever. Hashtags seem to work on Instagram, but hashtags do not work for me on Twitter. I, I've tried it where I'm like, hashtag, 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 please look at this freaking tweet. Please, please, please. Maybe we should try it again, because I haven't looked at Twitter probably since 2011. So, I don't. we could try it again, because maybe something's changed. Maybe. You may be right. I may be crazy. <laughs> Beach to it. Beach to it, sorry. Uh, well, we were talking about Meghan McCain really quick. I noticed when she was first on The View that she was real defensive about everything. And I wonder where that comes from. I know that uh, I've got friends on my Facebook who support President Trump, and they are just the most offensive people. They're like, hey, we're in it. This is our guy. Nothing can change my mind. Trump can grab my pussy. I, I saw that meme a couple times. You don't have a pussy. But no, I'm just saying, like, Trump could grab my pussy. Oh. <laughs> Remix. Lawrence, you have been relieved of sexual harassment. Grab my pussy. Trump grab my pussy. Trump grab my pussy. Pussy, pussy, grab my pussy. Number one on iTunes by Lawrence. Trump grab my pussy. Pussy, pussy, grab my pussy. Grab my pussy. Grab my pussy. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Okay, that was way too many pussies. I think that there is a limit to how many times you can say pussy in one episode. Um, here, is, this is interesting. The AP has this thing called "Not Real News." A look at what didn't happen this week. Photos purport to show wreckage from the Ethiopian's airline crash that killed 157. False. There. Okay. So photos. Two photos of the plane crack, crash showing wreckage are falsely identified as debris from it. It says that one of them shows the tail section of a Herc C-130 that crashed in Indonesia. And the second one is the tar charred tail section of a plane from a military plane in Algeria. So that's Those bastards. Um, right. Let's see. Now there's a photo shows girls in Michigan wearing hijabs. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. Hijab? Hijab? He, I don't know. I think it's hijabi. I don't think it's hijabi. Hop, pop, a dabby. Let's take this moment to focus in on all the innocent people that were taken last night, March 14th, from the New Zealand mosques. Approximately 50 people died at, at the time of this airing. We know of 50. Uh, Donald Trump expressed remorse for those affected. Trump issues first veto after rebuke of border order. What, what happened? What was the rebuke of the veto order? Um, he he issued a veto. So remember the Congress or the Senate said, hey, yeah, we think this is, you, you can't declare an emergency to, to put funds towards the wall. So he just issued a veto. His first one, he's going to veto it and say that, yeah, I can do that because I'm the president. I can do whatever I want if I'm the president. Wouldn't that be cool just to be the president and be like, I can do whatever I want. But then are you the president or are you, you know, one of those all-powerful leaders? I was one of those people that, agreed with the uh this is kind of i gotta cut this out but <laughs> with the allegations against obama that and his last day this was a stand-up comedy routine but on his last day he'd be like motherfucker you all out of this motherfucking prison it's fucking on oh, you gotta release all the people from that prison on this. Oh, they innocent. I don't. I can't even respond to that. Well, first of all, you'd have to know who that stand-up comedian was. I said, I said on this. I don't know who that is. Okay. FAA's close ties to Boeing questioned after two deadly crashes. So remember, Boeing didn't really want to shut down or ground those Max eights. That's right. Every other country in the world grounded the MAX 8s from the Boeing 737 fleet, and the FAA acting president, is that the president, uh, said that uh, he has 100% confidence on the phone with President Trump that his planes were safe. <laughs> that was my face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it looks like they were the last ones to finally ground him, and they just say that it 
They're trying to, they, it says that the FAA doesn't have resources to keep up with a growing aviation industry and lack of personnel to inspect. So they're just kind of behind. I mean, the FAA is it's one of those huge organizations where they're super behind in everything. It takes months. It's almost like they don't have the internet. It's like they're just doing everything by hand, paper. I hear you. I hear you. No ramp checks, but also no flights. Because they can't believe what the fuck they're hearing. <laughs> Uh, well, Donald Trump. The, the the brain the brain tells the hand what to do. Yeah. But the hand still has a choice. That's right. It's true. Stupid as fuck. I heard it in a music video once. I heard it from Donald Trump, which means it has to be true. Uh, I was never pro Trump. I, I I was never pro Trump. I did want him to be president because I knew that this was was gonna happen. Oh, it would make a lot of people's lives change. I knew that it was gonna be a shitstorm, and yeah. like sadly. The shitstorm has gotten out of hand. Oh yeah. I didn't know that it was gonna be a fucking humongous shitstorm, but this is, this is like catastrophic proportions of shit. Walla walla bing bang. So I think when Robert Mueller finally gets down to the bottom of everything, we're gonna find out that yes, there was collusion, and will Donald Trump be on the run? It seems like a Paramount film. Do you, if you want to talk about this, I can bring my poli sci friend, and he'll explain it to you. Okay. Like he, he's kind of like a chatterbox. Yeah. Like if I if we like Skype him right now, if you find a way to record his audio off a Skype call, yeah, like he would Skype us and he would not shut up for like a good thirty minutes. No kidding. No kidding. Oh. He's a serious problem. Like you can't take him to parties. He's super. He's a super damper. It's okay. Let's do that for the podcast forty eight. But this one, let's keep it at below deck. <laughs> You're all like we're we're like. <laughs> We're like 20 minutes away from rap. We're like 20 minutes away from wrapping this episode up, and then you're like, "But well, we need to stay on below deck." We need to stay on below deck. <laughs> you're telling me, dude. Video. I mean, we wrapped it up. What is there? Not much to talk about. Jay Wow bangs Brooke. Casey's mad. Hannah and this guy are fucking. The black chick gets sick. That's it. And the you lame white dude is lame as fuck. <laughs> you know that Jay Wow is the name of the girl on Jersey Shore. Yes, I know oh, the fuck. Yeah, it okay. is the whole joke. <laughs> okay. The whole joke is his name is Jay Wow. <laughs> Okay, the door clicked because they closed it. And she said goodnight. <laughs> yeah, play-by-play, play, live narration <laughs> for the fucking blind. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to finish this. But, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some topics. And I don't want you to change the subject until you've come to a conclusion about these topics. Okay. So I'm going I'm to drop a topic, and then you're going to give me an opinion. We're going to go back and forth a little bit. And then... Once, once all said and done, then we, then I'll give us a new topic, and we'll do that a couple times until we've about covered the, all the subjects of the episode. You ready? You got it. Let's do it. <coughs> okay. So uh, Conrad and Hannah, what do you think? What's going on here? Now you gotta understand when you're expected to do a job, you're expected to focus on that job, and that's got to be your main focus. And when you allow external relationships to control your mind, it creates a lag. In your job performance. Uh, you're being biased. Bias? How? Nah, dude, you're being biased. How so? Nah, you're, you're, you're saying everything that Captain Sandy would say if she was here. No, no, I'm just kidding. Just, elab- just elaborate further. What, what, is, what is it between Conrad and Hannah that's, that you think is getting in the way? Or that they're being irresponsible? Uh, they're not able to focus on their delegation of duties for the other people. That's right. It seems like... I believe like... that much. And it's affecting the, the rest of the crew. That's right. And the other crew is giggling about it. At Hannah's 30th and everything, but what you're seeing here is people are losing respect for their chiefs. Right. They're, they're bozing. They're bozing, yeah. And their chiefs, too. That's right. Especially when you have when you have a, a, a punk like JWoww trying to come along and uh, undermine Hannah's authority. That's right. Yeah. And, and you always kind of have that. Remember remember uh, last season? Sure. With uh, Kate Chastain? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You have this third... Oh, Jen and Kate Jen, Chastain. there you yeah. go. Where you had Jen like thinking that it was okay to undermine Kate. Yeah. You have Jill out thinking that it's okay to undermine Hannah, Hannah's right. authority, even though this person is a higher rank than you. We always get into this every every season. We always get in like the plebs trying to trying to undermine the people that are higher authority than they are. The plebs? What's a pleb? A pleb? A plebeian? Yeah. Like a like a like a pest or a uh, peasant. Wow. So we get into their individual stories here, and Jow is talking about a story where hey. Hey, told you not to change the subject. We're His still on Hannah and Conrad. Family was God damn kidnapped. You. I know. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Hannah and Conrad. 
Yeah, but there's nothing else to nothing say. Nothing else to say, but... but no. so, yeah, all right, good. I like that much. Yeah. All right, so... Now the uh, love triangle of... Brooke, Casey, and Joao. What do you got to say yeah. about that? I think that's interesting, because Joao keeps his options open, and he's kind of like how I do it, just kind of floating along, and I have not... I, I'm giving you the fi- the uh, the thumb or the whatever the, in- the, index, finger the index finger of the finger, yeah. the index finger of the point. I'm giving you the Jerry make, make your point. He's a very very bad man. <laughs> so make your point. I'd say that uh, somebody might get hurt in my situation. Seems oh your situation. And and you know what I was thinking too is both these girls might dip out at me. Nobody, I mean one of, didn't you already wrap it up with one of them? Did something happen that I don't know? I. Told me I, I I couldn't get away from Mila. I couldn't get away from her. You I just blocked hit, her you. on Facebook, on the phone, and that's the only two platforms I was talking to her on. And then she went and got another phone and contacted me. Said, "Hey, I love you. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you." And here I am. I'm at home. It's summertime. Her vibe is incredible. Like she's all happy go lucky. Yeah, I get Everything it. Everything about her is just it's fun. She's just pure fun. I understand that much, bro. And then ah, Beth, I got to say, Beth's job keeps her away from the area for so long. She's an airline pilot, so she's okay. away from the area for so long. Yeah, you are a lot like Joao in this situation, I suppose. I am I am dead on job. But I'm young, I'm dumb, and I'm and really full of cum. Don't, don't, don't get me spot on, man. I've been for a, a direct... <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Direct resume. Euphem- eu- euphemism. Yeah, um, you, I mean, as much as... We'll, we will continue to watch how Joao handles this situation. I don't think it's ended. I don't think it's ended. Because yeah. Casey... Health, health knows no scorn like a woman's vagina. Whoa! Sorry, I forgot the saying. I'm going to have to put beeps in this. Beep! But I think that Casey's going to stay angry, and she's going to continue um, to maybe sabotage Joao. Yeah. Because she's not going to get any dick. Oh, damn. She's not going to get any dick, but Conrad is already chopped, and the last person that's left, Colin, is definitely not going to slaying her any purple pickle anytime soon. So You don't want to slaying that purple pickle too, too soon. Well, I, I just, Colin and Casey, it's not going to happen. They're yeah. both Americans, and the Americans never really hook up on this show. No, that is something that's interesting. People want to do, people Different. do yachting for diversification, their cultures. If I'm American and there's an American and a South African, I don't want to date an American. I've already dated Americans. I can go home and date an American. I can go back to Sheboygan and date a freaking chick from Sheboygan if I really Sheboygan. want. Sheboygan! But no, if this, this podcast has been brought to you by Sheboygan. We're old Wisconsin sausages. They taste good 60% of every time. You can't do commercials on the show when no one is paying us. I know. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Joao will get it figured out. Somehow. I mean, Brooke seems to make him happy. I'm not going to say she's the hotter of the two. I guess Casey is de facto hotter just I'd because say she's, so. like, tinier and, like, stuff huh? like that. Yeah, I do like slim. Um, but Brooke maybe seems like she'd be the more enjoyable in the action of uh, intercourse. Yeah, yeah, because Christian girls are always the uh, freakiest in bed. Hot dog. It is true. That's a good place tonight. to... Scurry ourselves a little bit further down the road <laughs> and ask you your opinion about Colin. Now, what about Colin's Col- just a cool dude. I think he stays out of the picture. He's uh, He doesn't really take risks. He seems je- like relatively new, and he's good at what he does, but it doesn't seem like uh, yachting is his uh, permanent career. It looks like he might get into something else, like rap music. He might yeah, be the second white rapper. Rap music. Huh? Shut the fuck up. Rap music. You guys with your rap music? Yeah, Colin is kind of a... We'll see. They'll give him a plot line. They'll give yeah. him something to do. Maybe. They'll give him Maybe something to do. He'll, just he'll before piss off, the season's he'll piss off a guest like, or something like that. It's what? He'll piss off a guest or... Yeah. He'll, he'll, get, he'll get Captain Sandy pregnant or something. Oh, no. They'll give him something to do. Captain Sandy does have a son. I think he just graduated from college. And she posted on Facebook, I'm so proud of you. And she named her son Sky. So, so proud of you, Sky. I'm so proud of you, the son I had when I thought I was straight. <laughs> well, you know, just like Elton John, you gave it a go, and it just didn't really work for you. You give it the old college try, and you yeah. figure out that there's uh, buttholes you got to be inside. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> I have so much editing to do on this motherfucker. Well, that's but if you don't leave that, I'm quitting. If I don't, if I listen to the podcast and I okay. don't hear that line, I quit. I know, I know. I don't want you to fucking keep the line as a soundbite. I need it yeah. in the context of everything that I just said. Damn. Because there, I work way too hard to set up these jokes for you to fucking cut me off at the end of my joke. I hate when you do that. It pisses me off. Oh, damn. Okay, I hear you. I work too hard on these goddamn jokes. Ah! No! Hold me back! So that's a good wrap on the episode. Um, no. The talisman is lighting up on fire, and uh, I mean, Captain Sandy is... Getting angry and angry with Hannah, she can't handle. She can't handle Hannah's uh, mood swings, and like you said, she can't handle Hannah getting too wrapped up in her romance with Colin. Yeah. To 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 not be able to handle her job. That's right. And uh, same goes for Colin. So do you think if you're, let's say you're dating one of my enemies, and I say I can't talk to you anymore because you're dating this person? Right. Do you think that's wrong? It, it, in both in both perspectives, it is yeah. both right and wrong. You you are now dating Rebecca, right? I'm dating I'm dating a person who who went out of their way to harm you. Yeah, like, you're right. But but I but I somehow imagine in my head yeah that me and you can still remain friends. Sure. It's, it's, the reason it, I brought that up is because we're watching Below Deck here and Hannah, Joao, and Brooke. Brooke and has to work with Hannah. Hannah said to Brooke. If you're speaking to him, you and I are no longer friends. And that's showing her true colors. Hannah's true colors? Right. It's true that Hannah would give Brooke such an ultimatum so early in the show. That's her That's her second in command, her second stew. Right. Her second stew. Yeah. And she's kind of uh, creating, a, she's creating a schism between them in a sense of like, I understand that you're dating this guy. Yeah. But if you date him, that's a, that's a notch against me, against you from me. Sure, it's strange. I can't ever, I can never imagine myself saying that. I, 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 me neither, personally, because I'm, I'm kind of a live and let live kind of person. Yeah. But I know so many people that are like, hey, you talk to this person, me and this person are no longer on terms. If yeah. you speak to this person, we're done. So it has happened to you. It happens to me a lot, and you know what? I make the decision that I do want to remain friends with the person because what the fuck? Your problem with the person doesn't have to interact with my life with the person. That's right. And. and- I'm not going to bring you guys around each other, I guess. Sure. No one's invited to anybody else's birthday parties. Sure. You know, and it doesn't seem like either of you are going to get over it. But at the end of the day, Brooke doesn't have a problem with Hannah. Hannah's the one with the problem. Yeah. Joao doesn't have a problem with Hannah, even though he thinks that she's a psychotic loser 30-year-old. <laughs> what have you got going on for yourself? What do you got going on for yourself? You only make 60K a year. <laughs> you only make 60K a year and you work six months out the year. <laughs> yes, right. You fucking failure. What are you thinking? You're a complete failure, you whore. I would watch the unedited footage of that and, and get amusement out of that. That's so why I have to go to Nadine Rajabi's house and be like, Nadine, Nadine what's can up? I see the uncut, please? Can I see the uncut? She'd be like, all right, sure. All right, guys, um, let's get another take on Dick Juggling Thundercut and <laughs> take... Colin, uh, continue doing your job. You have no lines this episode. <laughs> you got it. I had no lines last episode. <laughs> All right, we're going to get started on Psycho French Bitch. They never have French people, right? Everyone's always from Africa. All the white people are always from Africa. I don't think anyone's been from France. Yeah, everyone's always like Australian. Australian. South African. South African. um, Norwegian. Really? I don't know. (laughs) Let's go with the flow. So... I love the cast. Well, the cast is okay, but I I just enjoy Hannah because, you know what I'm saying, it's always fun to watch... Hannah walk around in her bathing suit. Oh my god, Hannah. Letting the girls out. Even though she's like, as a person, she's not the funnest to watch. Yeah. My enjoyment of her has gone down. I had tremendous respect for her because we saw what Kate Chastain had to go through in several seasons. And now we just see a vindictive bitch who's out to get this girl. Right. She's trying to end this love interest even though her love interest is, is more of a problem on the boat than, than Brooke's love interest. Brooke and Wow, that doesn't change anything. Double standard. But Hannah and Hannah and Colin, that's slowing down the whole chemistry of the boat. That's right. And and she she's kinda she's almost blind to that, you know? Yeah. She's so focused on her hatred for Joao that she can't see the fact that her uh, performance is declining. That's right. I couldn't have said it better myself. I wish you could fucking say it better. God damn. 
Sorry, man. <laughs> it's been a crazy 24 hours. Say but something, you, motherfucker. But the good news is I got some showings tomorrow in Chicago, so that's good. good. So for three hours, I'll be in Chicago, scooting to a few places. See how that goes. I, I hope it goes well, my man. Thank you. You're welcome. So the last part of their resort is a nature hike, and Jamie is a good example of someone who's... A team player. That's right. Because even though she has influenza, she doesn't put a damper on the party. <laughs> she doesn't like stay back at the yacht and be like, I can't participate no, in this sorry, resort happenings right now. No, she gets dressed. <laughs> she coughs on everyone's face and drinks. Oh and no, hands. man. <laughs> so cruel. But at the end of the day, she makes it off of the boat and she goes on the hike and she does all the things and she remains a semi pleasant, semi pleasant presence. Yeah. She's Team Casey. She's Team Casey, so she's against Wow and Brooke right now. Yeah. Adam goes up to a fig tree and pulls off a bunch of figs. And right. He's like, hey, does anyone ever try figs? And they're eating this, these little fruits that he pulls off, and he's so excited. He's like, mountain man. Mountain man lives in a van, eats beans out of a can, and he's all like, you guys know you can eat these figs right out of the tree. And they're eating the figs, and someone's like, well... They're not really ripe yet. And Adam's yeah, like, nonsense. shut the hell up. Don't ruin this for me. This is my shining moment. <laughs> you guys are going to eat these figs that I picked for you. Yeah. I picked them with my hand. They're at the resort, relaxing, which you're out there in nature. And you have enough space that if you don't want to be next to everybody, you don't have to. You can go chill out in the corner, which is what they tend to do. Because you're looking at these people for 18 hours a day. Lounge for sale. Lounge, lounge. Lounge for sale. Lounge, lounge. Lounge for sale. Lounge, lounge. Lounge, lounge. Lounge, lounge. Lounge, lounge. Lounge, lounge. Lounge, lounge. Lounge